0: NHL is shutting down. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a long one, but it also doesn't sound like anybody really knows. And this has me way, way down. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovachevich of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates, where you found this. Yeah, so it goes like this. The NHL always has a three-day holiday break. and That was going to be from the 24th through the 26th. Now the way it's working is every team will be totally shut down beginning tomorrow... There are two games that are still supposed to be played tonight. And the Penguins, by the way, will practice at 11 a.m. today in Cranberry. So there's still activity today. There won't be any tomorrow. There won't be any through actual Christmas Day. And then into the next day at 2 p.m. This is the 26th. That's when the next round of tests will begin. and, And do you really want to hear this? Are you tired of this? We all are. We all are. I'm not going to lie to you here today. I'm definitely not going to delve into anything that comes across as even microscopically political. I never do that. And I'm also not going to pretend to be an epidemiologist. The only thing I know about an epidemiologist is that I've at least learned how to pronounce the word over these last couple of years. But it has been a couple of years now, almost. And it's fatiguing, you know? Uh, I don't mean to make light of it. I don't mean to diminish it into something that suggests that hockey or sports, or certainly not what you know, I and my life would mean, especially not compared to those who have incurred significant losses or the worst kinds of losses along the way. We've lost 800,000 Americans to this. But, you know, we're getting to the point where, it almost feels like it's okay to at least whisper to the person next to you, "Are we done with this yet? You know, are we there? Are we there? I thought we were there. Sure seemed like we were there. And a variant comes along, and we're waiting on the results. We're waiting to see its impact. We're waiting to see its uh, virulence. Another word, I was able to learn. In this time, and that means basically how hard does this variant hit you? How sick does it make you? How many people does it send to the hospital? How many people does it kill? Or is it just another thing that makes you sick and you're back on your feet in a handful of days? We don't know that. I don't know that. I'm not claiming to know that and I'm not taking a stance on it here. But I am... Being as open and honest with you as I like to think that I've always been when I say if it is something that does not impact our health system, our great doctors and nurses and medical workers and emergency rooms and ICU units... If it's just another thing, and if the medical system looks like it can handle it, yeah, I'm about to say that thing that everyone's afraid to say, but it's it's time to start treating it as such. We're not there yet. Repeating that for emphasis, we are not there yet. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but if and when we are, We're seeing now in hockey an approach or at least some words to that effect that sound similar to what the NFL is proposing and implementing. And that is that if you do not have symptoms, you are not going to be tested. You're going to stay in an environment where you won't be passing things along to others and whatever else. And I understand there's lots of criticism of this and a lot of it's justified. But this is the way the NFL is approaching it. They're saying if you're not symptomatic, you've still got to carry yourself in a way where you won't spread something that you might have and not know to others, not least of which is your own family. And you've got to do the same when you're in team settings. But they're not going to just keep testing people and testing people and testing people. Is it selfish on the NFL's part? You bet. Does the NFL have any motivation for doing this other than to proceed with its games with as many of its potential participants as possible? You bet. That's what the league is all about. Could they get away with it? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. How many of us, how many of me or you are getting tested when we go to work like that often? It's very, very few if you think about it. When do you go to get tested? When does anybody go to get tested? It's when you feel something, when you start coughing, when you're Getting headaches when you're starting to worry a little bit that you might have it. That's when you go get tested. That's what the NFL is putting forth here. They're saying, basically, that their occupations aren't different than other people's occupations, even though they really kind of are. The NHL is looking, no doubt, at what the NFL is doing. They're also looking at what the NBA is doing. All of these leagues throughout this have looked to the others just to have guidance, if not necessarily to follow suit with everything. They've approached things differently to an extent. The NHL has sent vibes out that this is the direction that they want to go. Listen, when you heard what Steve Iserman said the other day in Detroit about the Red Wings— Rest assured, he wasn't just speaking for himself. Rest assured, he's had conversations with people not only associated with the Wings, but also in the league offices. And if you didn't, here's a little bit of it. I don't know what the right thing is. At the end of the day, I think, and now I'm getting political, but at the end of the day, uh, our players are testing positive with very little symptoms, if any symptoms at all. Uh, I don't see it as a threat to their health uh, at this point. So I think you might take it a step further and question why are we even testing uh, for guys that have no symptoms. I'll repeat this. He was not just speaking for himself. He was not just speaking for Dylan Larkin in the locker room. He was speaking for a lot of people when he said that the players just want to play. You've got to find a – Safe way to do that if you're going to take that approach. And I'm not going to lie, there's a part of me that actually wants to see them do that. You know, this is a backward step. I understand it's out of our control and I understand that it's bigger than hockey or this or that or whatever else. But, you know, it's been a couple of years now. It's been a couple of years. Are we at least allowed to hope? That it's not a significant variant. We know that it's got a very high contagion level. We don't know yet to what extent it actually sickens people or kills them. The very early indications, which scientists are suggesting that everyone dismiss, and I'm sure they're a lot more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am, to say the least, but the early indications are that it's not putting people in hospitals and it's not killing them meaning in south africa and in the other places that it's been and if and when that's the case let's you know let's 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 move on it's okay to think that and it's starting to feel okay to say that when we come back just one question J1Q comes from Bob, who refers to yesterday's Daily Shot of Penguins, which was a discussion mostly about Chris Letang's future with the team and why he deserves an extension. What I didn't get into on that show, just to set up Bob's question here, is term, how long, how much money, and what Bob asks is I'm with you on extending Latang as well as not paying for past performance. So let's put on our GM's hat and ask, what is he worth going forward? Obviously, we have to consider term and dollars. Is four years at his current rate of $7.5 million too much? Do we go for fewer years? I don't see Latang taking a pay cut, so is fewer years with a slight raise the most likely scenario? For anybody who doesn't know, LeTang's current contract, which is in its last year, pays him a salary of $7.5 million. LeTang is a $7.5 million player, as we are watching him right now. LeTang shows absolutely zero signs of decline from those things that have made him very, very good defenseman for a very, very long time, not least of which is his stamina, his ability to stay on the rink forever. This in and of itself is a gift. It doesn't get discussed a whole heck of a lot whenever uh, people are comparing hockey talents. You know, you're you're always talking about stuff like who's got the best slap shot, best wrist shot, best one-timer, things like that here. No one says, hey, but who can stay on the rink the most? <laughs> but that's that's Letang. and You only appreciate that sort of thing when a playoff game goes four OTs or something. You get that uh, Sergei Zubov ice time-o-meter come up where he's at like an hour and a half of being on the rink. LeTang is that kind of player. He really is. And believe you me, when the coaches talk about what they value in him, that is way number one at the top of the list. And you would think that it would be among the first things to go as he ages, but it hasn't been the case. He stepped right onto the rink, right out of his bed, speaking of COVID, after being Shut down pretty hard by his period of illness and was just dominant. Remember that game about a month and a half ago? He was outstanding. Owned all 200 by 85 of ice. How much? What term? I don't know if you're going to get an extension that's three years from Latang and his representation. They're going to want something... It's longer, and that's when this is going to end up becoming a little bit more complicated. But I do think that you're looking at something in the range of his current salary. The complication there is that the cap isn't going to be moving for a while. If the cap were going up year upon year upon year the way it used to pre-pandemic, you could very easily accommodate a 7.5 million dollar salary for a bona fide number one defenseman. Now it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Uh, the Penguins are going to have to sign other players after this season, and you know, for example, we all praise Hextall for Danton Heinen and uh, Evan Rodriguez and Brock McGinn. Uh, those first two guys, are they're free agents after this. And they're pricing their way right on out of Pittsburgh. So there are decisions to be made. It's not as simple as, do you want Letang or do you not want him? Um, my feeling is that the numbers that you gave, Bob, are probably the most realistic ones from the player's perspective. But from the team's perspective, they might require... Uh, an adjustment on Letang's part, and that's where it'll get to. Yeah. Anyway, I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to this unusual episode of Daily Shot of Penguins. I promise not to make it a habit, but I also promise to share with you what I'm thinking uh, every day as it relates to hockey, and this is where my head is. Uh, I I don't know how anybody else's could be somewhere else, including when it comes to this game. Uh, i I want life to get back to normal. We all do. I'm not original in that sense. And losing hockey, even for a handful of days, is something that makes things feel like, you know, March 2020 and walking out of that arena in Columbus all over again. Let's do it again tomorrow.